Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. This is Hashem uh, feedback number 42. Um, we're going to talk about uh, knowing how and what to give and to fulfill each other's needs. And this particular share is based on um, someone, a hush of a person, Rabbi Shimon Grun. Um, recommend you listen to him directly as well. Uh, tremendous insights he has on the Inyonim of Shalom Bayes. He could uh, get his shiurim in Torah anytime. His name is Shimon Grun. So I'm going to just relay some of the pointers that he said. Um, I had one one shear already that mentioned him, and I'm going to mark it off on the index here uh, every time that I uh, give uh, you know a shear that's based on his teachings. So anyway, so um, he talked about, of course, the word us, us in a relationship, is you, that you take the other person very seriously and you fulfill, fulfill the other person's needs. And we, and um, Be'ezus Hashem, later in time, I'm going to discuss specific needs. There are 10 basic needs um, that I read about that I'm going to elaborate in future shiurim uh, on it. But um, there's a saying uh, that there's some people that say, here I am, and then there's some people that say, there you are. It's two different mindsets. And of course, a person is to have uh, self-confidence and to value themselves, and that's healthy, that's a healthy focus. But there should be also an equally or even more healthy focus on the us of the relationship that includes the person you are married to. Us means not just my needs, us means your needs. Every relationship is like this, um, but in marriage it's extremely crucial. And what are needs? Needs are not something superficial. Uh, people think it's a selfish thing. It's human basic needs. You have it in the Ksuba where it lists the chiyuvim of the husband to the wife, and there's certain needs that need to be met. It's listed in the Ksuba. You have the Chazal the other way around. Isha, Ksheir, Isa, Ritzayin, Baila. Ritzayin doesn't mean just doing you know, what he says. It means understanding and fulfilling his needs. Obviously, you look through Chazal, you see there it's a two-way street all the time. And it's reciprocal. And he talks about two mistakes people make. That the reason why they're mistakes, because sometimes it actually is true. So you have to be careful with it. So one of the statements is that I'm fulfilling your needs because I'm doing everything you're telling me to do. Everything that you want, that you're telling me you want, I'm doing. So I'm fulfilling your needs. Now, in, the, in one sense, that is true, but, and sometimes it works, uh, but sometimes it doesn't work. And we're going to explain that in a minute. And then another thing people make a mistake on is that if I do what, if, if I'll do what I need to do, um, you know, if I have my needs and I do to, for her or for him, my spouse, what I need, that means, you know, then then it's fine because I'm sure my needs, what I need, automatically means that you need it too. And those two are sometimes true and sometimes it's different. So we're going to discuss it the way Rabbi Grun explained it. So the one point of the first one that, uh, you know, they say they need something expressly, and you do that. Very often, though, what your spouse wants is not addressed and not expressed, and to discern what his or her needs actually is really requires some skill. Um, 
And these needs could be a practical thing, an emotional thing, a physical thing, and and so on and and so forth. And uh, you have to understand what that means. So he gave a, a poignant uh, muscle there. He said there was an older bacher that was in yeshiva, in the base medrash, whatever it is, and he he had came from a very troubled mishpacha, so shidduchim didn't come easy for him. So he was an older bacher, not yet married, and uh, he's in that no shidduch state. And the core issue that was bothering him, obviously, was the fact that he wasn't married and wasn't getting shidduchim. And um, basically, um, he was making a lot of trouble in the yeshiva, a lot of disturbances, a lot of things. And the Rosh Hashiva called him over and said, uh, you know, that um, that um, he talked about all the things that he felt that are, is his problem that he needs to correct in his midas and so on and so forth. And the Bacher answered back very poignantly and smart. He said, you don't get it. I only need one thing. I need a good shidduch. I come from whatever home I am. It's hard to get shidduch. That's the core of it. That's what really I need. And other things will fall into place after that. So very often, um, what a person, what sometimes the, the, you know, here's an example that he gives. The husband says, you know, um, I do everything for my wife. I, I cook for her even. I prepare lunches. I, I, I watch the kids and, and 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 my wife is never happy. Um, so basically, Rabbi Grun asked him, uh, "Are you doing? Um, I, I you know, are you doing enough? Uh, you know, are you doing everything she's asking to, for you to do?" And he says, "Absolutely." Um, then he asked the husband, um, "Are you also doing things she's not asking to do?" So he answered back, what do you mean? There's nothing left. <laughs> I do that whole laundry list. I'm busy almost 24-7 trying to fulfill the need she's telling me to do. And um, so, so what more can I do? Um, and the gut feeling here was that um, there's something underlying that the wife actually needed that is not expressed. And, um, and when you give her what she truly needs and she's waiting for that, whether it's uh, it could be something like simply just being told and being felt that she's valued and she's important, and if she doesn't feel valued and she doesn't feel important, so she's adding to this list of demands and and uh, to fill that void that she's feeling that lack, and um, maybe what she needs is certain encouragement, a certain value, certain respect. And um, maybe she wants the word, she's not saying it openly, but she wants the words to say, I love you and I care for you and I'm here for you and I want to be here from you and what could I do to make your life better? And, um, and, and what happens a lot of times is when you fulfill that unspoken need, in this case of being valued and being, you know, encouraging and so on, you'll see that laundry list that your wife asks of you get smaller and smaller and life becomes easier and easier because her core deep val- uh, need has been met and filled and your marriage will be much happier. And, and those that list that was imposed on you was really um, something external that she just needed to fill that void and she doesn't need that anymore. And you'll see her taking on more. Um, so that's a mistake people made. Yes, a lot of times... What your wife is expressing she needs is what she needs, but very often it's not expressed. It goes the other way around too. So 
if the husband assumes, you know, I do everything she asks for, and, you know, so what more can I do? But when he picks up on her cues and knows how to read her properly, even things that she did not articulate, um, then she'll be much happier. And that laundry list will, will actually not be needed so much. The opposite is also true the other way around. Um, you know, the woman could be frustrated. The wife, uh, I prepare, I do the laundry. I prepare all his meals and I do everything for him. Mamish, everything. I keep a clean kitchen. No matter what the kids, I keep a spotless kitchen. Everything's running smoothly. And he's still not happy. And he's still not happy. But maybe what he does really need, and he doesn't say it sometimes, is a 10-minute walk with you, a 15-minute walk with you, uh, maybe the physical aspect that we talk, we'll talk about, um, the, you know, whatever it is. And so even if she's doing millions of things for him, but the one thing that she, he really, really needs, that core need, is not being met, so he'll be frustrated. So she's assuming that it's the gourmet meal or on, on dishes that none of her friends do for her, their husbands, and she does, that that is what will do it for her husband. But very often, um, you know, it, 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 what's really important to him is something else. And that she's not offering to him. Um, so now, the question is, of course, life would be a lot easier is if you verbalize and communicate what your real core needs are, and that would avoid a lot of the issues. But very often people are uncomfortable talking about it. And, um, and they, you know, sometimes they're not mind readers, but unfairly they expect you to understand what it is. And very often, and we're not going to get into it now because this is not the focus of this year, but out of all the needs, it's the physical intimacy is that the, often the most unspoken need because people are embarrassed talking about it or are uh, sort of shy about it or just feel um, a little bit uh, insecure or, um, you know, to, 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 to openly express that they really need that. Uh, but very often that is a core need that's needed that is not expressed. And if that's not filled, then there's another laundry list of complaints of that you're not filling my needs, even though I'm doing other, other those other things. So the question really is, is to understand your spouse, to understand your husband, to understand your wife, what's behind the request. It might not be what the person is expressly asking for. Um, but it's not always such a riddle. Uh, what the way Rabbi Grun says it is that it's a lot simpler than people think. It doesn't have to be complex. It's just a learning a little bit about your personality, your wife's personality. And um, you'll pick up on those cues pretty quickly after a while. And you'll get to understand what your wife really appreciates or what your husband really appreciates and needs, even if they don't express it. And once that's done, and once that's done, life gets a lot easier because when that need is, 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 is met, they feel fulfilled, they feel whole, and they give back. Uh, it's a double fold and even more. Rabbi Grun said a very poignant story there that um, he, there was a couple extremely poor, extremely impoverished. They barely had food on the table and he had to work, she had to work. And there was not much for them to give or take to each other. They really, really had truly come out nothing. But one thing that he used to do for his wife, um, every time after she gave birth, 
So she was in Kimbentor and she was resting, obviously, for the next two, three weeks, especially what the husband did was this. He prepared lunch for her every day. What was the lunch already? Took a, a couple of uh, pieces of bread, smeared some oil. They didn't even have anything else that could could afford. But she, he smeared oil on the bread. And then he sliced some tomatoes and put it on the oil. And that was her sandwich. And he prepared that every day for the first... Uh, two or three weeks after her baby was born. And the, the wife related that and, and said that you don't know how much I looked forward to having the babies just to receive that prepared lunch from my husband. That was the feeling she had. That's what That was the feeling behind it. Uh, even if I could do it myself, what's the big deal? I could take the, the bread, smear the oil just as the same, and slice the tomatoes just the same, and have my lunch just the same. And, you know, it was it was after the baby, but she had kayach to do it. But he went out of his way to do this. It's a, it's that, 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 that feeling that she had for that small but great gesture was more precious to her than a lavish vacation. And that is what made her happy. That is what made her happy. Another thing Rabbi Groom said, which he feels, we're going to talk, we're going to have Shiurim later on the five love languages. or uh, No, I'm sorry, excuse me. We already had the Shiurim on the five love languages, which were very important Shiurim. But he, Rabbi Shimon Groom, adds a Nakuda uh, to it because he feels that it's sometimes overemphasized in a sense, meaning it's not always the solution. Um, he feels that he has a point that sometimes you, it is a great tool. There's no Shaila, it's a great tool. And there's a way to connect by using these love languages. But very often he feels that if the over, over um, arc of the relationship is that there's an emotional satisfaction between the two of them, then the love languages are not as necessary. First of all, he says that very often they change, you know, even within the same person. Now, I do believe that the author is correct, that there is a core love language that's very deeply embedded in in the wife or the husband's personality uh, that's very important. But he is, Rabbi Grun is correct that it does vary as you go along. So, for example, there may be periods in the life where quality time with your spouse was extremely important to you and your spouse. And later in life, or whatever it is, or they feel more secure in that, and it switches. And now they need words of affirmation. Or maybe they're in the mode where they really need those words of encouragement really much, even though that's not their main love language. And you have to be attuned to that, and so on and so forth. It could vary. And basically... In, in that sense, once you really love each other, he feels Rabbi Grun, and you have a connection, then any of the love languages is fine. And we really, we really said in the sheer to that effect that you really have to use all five. And his main key, what he's saying, is to be attuned to your spouse, to understand the feelings behind it, um, you know, and, 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 and that's very, very important. Um, and the feeling behind it is the key. The feeling behind it, and when you're attuned to the needs again, in all five language, lovely languages, in the essence, and we're going to talk about the ten, the 
the, te- the, the ten basic needs. All of those things, the love languages, these needs are real needs. And when you're attuned to what your spouse really wants and you're provided for him or for her, it's, 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 it really um, improves the marriage a tremendous amount. And, um, you know, and uh, that's, that's a very, very in, in important. So um, s- basically that is really the key. And you need to know the personality of your husband and your wife. That's a very important aside. And it could be something very trivial also. That's very meaningful. And sometimes it could be puzzling. Rabbi Grungrave gave a very humorous, uh, the way he said it, a very humorous thing. Uh, the wife said to the husband, one night, whatever he normally goes to the night, say that whatever he does, I need you home tonight. I need you home tonight. And the husband comes home. And guess what? She seems like she doesn't need anything specific. And he's scratching his head. He's puzzled. Like, you know, I'm home. What, what can I do? Oh, oh, it's okay. You know, just whatever. You, you call me home, right? So I'm here. What do you need me to do? So he's puzzled. Like, you know, I need... And then and then what happens is, is even that night, let's say he takes a little walk. He goes out for five, ten minutes. You know, whatever it is. He comes back. Where were you? Where were you? Um, I need you home tonight. And again, he's puzzled. What? You know, you need me to move furniture from here to there. You need me to fix something. You need me... But what really it is, the underlying side of it is that he, she, for whatever reason, felt he, she needs him here. She needs his presence here in the home right now. That's what she needs. So on a practical level, you know, I, I don't need anything specific, like on a, on a list, but I need you home. Sometimes it's, it's like that. It's very, very subtle like that. So it could be puzzling. But once you get the idea behind it, you understand your wife and your husband better. And then once, this is a key, is once you feel that you're healthily fed in those needs, the marriage gets a lot greater and there's a reciprocation and and a real um, loving union with one another. And again, there's a this is not selfish. Again, we talked in the past about um, giving and receiving, and giving is the most primary. Obviously, the purpose of life is to give and not to be selfish, but we did explain in the past how it is important also to receive, because every human being needs that. And of course, when you receive, you could also use that with your gratitude and with other things to cause that to be mashpia further. So the end result is to be mashpia, is to give, but the fact that human beings and even high level human beings have needs, have basic needs or need their love language, whatever those five love languages are, and I think everyone needs all of them at some time to, to have words of encouragement, to have quality time with their spouse, to give an occasional gift to their spouse, the physical touch uh, um, and, and, and um, acts of service, doing things for their spouse and the basic needs that they need, physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs. This is not... It's it's basic human um, needs in order to feel satisfied in life. There's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 a very healthy thing when in the proper perspective. And it doesn't not mean that you're a selfish person. Chas v'shalom. And that is important that that the husband and wife take cues from each other. Obviously, like we said before, 
it's best to express it overtly if you have the courage to do so and say, this really means a lot to me. That really amounts. For example, if the wife would tell the husband right away, yes, I may not need something specific from you when I needed your home that night, but I needed you here. Of course, that would save a lot of uh, you know issues. He wouldn't be puzzled, and he usually would say, "Of course, then I'll be happy to be here," you know. But very often in life, and it's really no fault of either one of them, either the husband or the wife or both have trouble expressing that basic need of what they really want, and instead they go like beat around the bush with this these laundry lists that we mentioned, or they're upset seemingly about something else, but they really feel the lack of that need not being met. So, but again, the good news is, as Rabbi Grun said in the shear, it's not as complex as you think. You know, like in this case with the husband, he was puzzled, but after a while he would be able to figure out that that's what his wife truly needs. He needs, he needed, she needed his presence home. And and with the wife to the husband also, she'll begin to understand this is what he needs in order to, you know, to feel good, to feel accepted, to feel loved. So I just wanted to share that shear from Rabbi Grun because it's a very insightful shear. Again, you can look up his shearum directly in Tyra anytime at, as well. But on occasion here, I will give shearum where the feedback's actual shearum on the nekudais of his yesidais that he brings down because they're very, very valuable. Have a wonderful day.